Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamily Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi, guys. Welcome back for another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I'm always so excited to be here because I have a lot of energy. And I didn't even have coffee today, so this is natural energy. If you guys see me on coffee, it's dangerous. People like at my job are like, wait, no, did you have caffeine today? <laughs> it's always good vibes, good energy. But I hope you guys listen to the last episode. Please reshare. As you know, we're he- heading towards like closer to the holidays. Um, this is when people start feeling um, the blues, feeling a little bit more depressive. I will ask that you pay attention to your mental health. Check on my Instagram. I always post tips on your en- mental health and everything and taking care. But with all that said, I have an awesome guest, Kelly Lewis, which I'm going to introduce. And you guys know I'll go over her bio book. Kelly, I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. And I'm like loving your energy. This is <laughs> really getting me hyped. I'm like, and I didn't even have coffee today. Could you imagine? I'm trying to like detox from caffeine a little bit. It's bad because I love coffee, especially pumpkin spice coffee. But (laughs) in other words, let me tell everyone who you are. Kelly Lewis is a women's travel entrepreneur and empowerment leader. She's the founder of Damsley, a boutique women's tour company and Go Girl Guides, the world's first series of travel guidebooks for women. For over a decade, her work has helped make travel better, safer, and easier for female-aligned travelers. She is passionate about helping women connect to their personal power through travel. Kelly also created the annual Women's Travel Fest to inspire others to create a life and business filled with adventure. Kelly also has such an inspiring story. She is the author of a book. It's a collaborative book. Um, that's called Tell Her She Can't. And Kelly, thank you for being here. Thank you for writing your story. Thank you for sharing who you are. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us of your story and what inspired you. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, Well, the Tell Her She Can't book was kind of born um, because that's sort of my life motto. I've always been the kind of person that's like, tell me I can't do something and I'm going to do it twice. You know, <laughs> like, I will prove you wrong. Um, that's but right. You know, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think before I ever started working in the travel industry, I always had this mentality of like, you know, like kind of fearlessly going forward and like pushing, pushing the envelope because that's just kind of who I am. But, you know, I was created like that because I was a product of my environment, right? So I grew up in a in a house in Hawaii that, you know, was full of people who tried to put me down physically and emotionally. And, you know, I kind of grew up with this power struggle where I was like always being told that I wasn't good enough. And it was like, you know, this this power dynamic. It's like, I'm going to do this just to show you that I'm more powerful than you and you're not powerful and you don't have what it takes, right? So, like, I kind of had to get through that by developing this mentality of, like, screw you. Like, I'm going to be way better than you are. I'm going to be more successful than you are, more happy than you are, you know, and, like, you are not going to get to define me. So, 
that's kind of like the the backstory of how I started. Um, and then mm-hmm. once I got, you know, once I graduated from high school, I, I moved out of my childhood home like three days after my graduation. I moved 2,000 miles away um, as far as I could get. And, and then I started just being really interested in the world. Like what does other people's worlds look like? What do, you know, what's, what's going on in other places? So travel for me started as curiosity. I just wanted to like go someplace different and be someone different, someplace where people didn't know me, someplace where I could reinvent who I was, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I started traveling just because I was kind of running. Like I was kind of just like, I got to just see everything. I got to get out of here. I got to just, you know, just go. Um, And I had no idea that it would end up being a career of mine. Um, But yeah, but all of that happened. (laughs) So, so when the pandemic hit, I was thinking, you know, what a weird, terrifying time it was in the world, but also like I have this book that's been kicking around my brain for a really long time. So mm-hmm. now I have the time to actually sit down and, and write it. Um, so that's what I did. And your story, just guys, you have to read her book. Um, I was just sharing with her before we went live recording that I was like, I had some emotions <laughs> about the people in your life who were a little bit abusive of you, but <laughs> that's for you guys to go ahead and read. But it also shows just the trajectory of your life and how resilient resilient you are, um, which then makes sense for you to title your story, Tell Her She Can't. It's like you, you, you were very clear and detailed with these stories, these projections people had of you. You're not good enough. You're fat. You're this. You're that. You're this. You're that. And those kinds of things, a lot of us interpret them. And for some, we make it real. For you, you made it not real. You made it seem that, not you made it seem, but you you showed up into this world and said, you're not going to call me and tell me that I'm not good enough. This is what I'm going to do. You're not going to tell me that I can't do this because this is what I can do. You're not going to tell me that I'm not going to succeed and I'm going to show you how successful I am. And I commend you for that. But not a lot of people are able to do that because those stories hit this trauma button in us that makes it real. Like this is what it is. So when you go out to apply for a job or you go out to do something or open up a business or in a relationship or in in whatever it is, the thing that comes up to the forefront is that I'm not blank. Yeah. And you, you, you change some of that with this book and saying, no, 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 it doesn't matter what people said. You are blank. Yeah, totally. And like we carry, so like we carry these things around for our whole life. So like for me, even I have to keep continually like checking that within myself, like, you know, cause obviously like I have days where I'm like, Oh, I feel fat, but I can't say that to myself. Right. Because you have to like, like I can't allow myself to go to that place. So this is like lifelong work. But what I wanted to do with this book is, you know, share my story but also share the stories of other women who've gone through things yeah. because we all go through it in some capacity, whether it's an educator telling you that you can't, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard oh, I had so that. many stories of educators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being the first people to tell students like, you know, I don't really see art for you. Like I, maybe you should stick to something else. 
counselors being like, well, maybe if you work hard, you'll be able to be a manager at McDonald's. You know, like really hurtful things. Really. And these are people you're supposed to like look up to, right? They tell you, you go to school, you go to school to get an education and you aspire. And I, I too have heard different stories. I've, I've listened to, um, motivational things on YouTube or podcasts or whatever. And you hear those stories. It's like, they told me I wasn't a good enough writer, but now I have a best-selling book. They told yeah. me that I wouldn't blank and now I'm doing blank. Like for me in, in high school, my guidance counselor was like, I don't think you're going to make it in a four-year college. You should apply to a two-year college. And I was determined. I was like, no, ma'am, I'm yeah. going to. And I did. And I came back and I completed my master's degree in a year after that. I was like, no, like um, how do you remember me? That? Like, you know, <laughs> they put this on us. They put this on us and it's like. They do. And sometimes if you're, you know, listen, it goes deeper than this, right? Because society mm-hmm. trains women to be accepting of things and to be more like yes. submissive in sort of way. Like we don't train our girls to be defiant. We don't say like, you should go out, you should question authority. Like that's not how we <laughs> as a society treat women. So a lot of times right. specifically for women, we hear these things and we just think, yeah, I'm not going to try art because, you know, I'm, maybe I'm not yeah. good at it. Or we think, okay, I'll, I'll go with a two-year college just to start. And then life happens and then maybe you don't finish. And, like, you don't know, like, what the path of your life could be. So in sharing so many different perspectives in this book, 35 different women I spoke to, I really wanted to showcase all the different ways in which people say that we can't, whether it's your partner, your parents, your teachers, yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and all the different mm-hmm. ways and times that, that that these women resisted that and instead went on to kick ass in X, Y, and Z ways. Like, and some of these ladies, you know, have cross-country skied Antarctica solo. Like some of these yeah. ladies have been to every country on in on earth, you know. Some have done remarkable things. Yeah. And then other women are just coming out of, you know, domestic violence situations and just being like, I, I get to choose, right? I get to choose how I reinvent my life. And going through that beautiful process of being like, do I like skiing? Like, do I like hiking? Mm. You know, like, because right. I think, right. you know, it's, it's a, overall the book, I want it to be a really great reminder that you always have choice in your life. You know, you can allow yes. life to happen to you, but at any point in time, you get to say enough. And like, if it's hard, it's hard, but I get to make a different choice or I get to take my life in a different direction. And that overall yeah. is the message. And I proved it 35 different times not, with not just my story, you know, and some of these stories like, oh God, they, they cut me <laughs> like hearing them, you know, because it's so, it's so upsetting, particularly for, you know, people of color. I heard over and over again, all of the ways in which women of color were held back by, by counselors, by, you know, it's just like, it's infuriating. By by jobs. By by jobs. Totally. And it's like, but, but what I wanted to show is like, while the world can hold us back for whatever reason, you're Mm -hmm. too fat, you're too dark, you're too whatever, you know, we have to use that as fuel. Like we have to take it and be like, Oh, and like put it in a little ball of energy, stick it in our gut. That's where I stick it. And then I just push forward from that place. 
because you can't let it derail you. And it makes me sad when I think about how, how many people do become derailed by, by people saying that they can't. Right. And like how many dreams aren't actualized because people, you know, students, younger kids believe this. Right. And so it is it's something that I hear often um in my work with you know children who have experienced trauma or just generational trauma the family cycle and it's just like well I why am I going to go to college when my family didn't go to college or why am I going to do this or why am I going to do that? But then when we see it into adulthood, like a lot of what I've been posting on my Instagram as of lately has been on limiting beliefs and limiting beliefs goes like deeper into your subconscious. It goes deeper into how it impacts your mental health. When you have that, I can't, that I'm not, it really, really, really takes a toll on so many people. And so you advocating for that, you paying attention to all these people's different stories and even recognizing um, diversity, equity, inclusion, and how that impacts us as, as people of color is so poignant. And I'm glad that you're showcasing that with your story, with your book and, and in the work that you're doing. And age too. I mean, there's just so many, oh yeah, so many, <clears throat> so many things that we think like, oh well, I'm too old. Oh well, I'm too mm-hmm. fat. Oh well, you know. I mean, there's just so many ways that we can hold ourselves back yeah. if we choose to. Um, but I think you know the the better the the better messaging and what I really want to instill is like, screw all of that. Like push, like push off and do that thing. Right. If somebody tells you to do something, do it, do it for yourself, do it for me, show everyone that you can, you know, because it's just such a crap that we carry. And it comes to a point in life, you know, you can go like, so for example, I went all of my twenties traveling the world. I saw all seven continents I've done, you know, built three, big businesses, like I've done all these things. And then I hit my thirties and then I was like, oh my God, I am not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I am not okay. Right. So like you carry this stuff, you carry trauma in like different parts of you. Right. And it resurfaces in your body. Yeah. It stays, it stays in, your, in body. your body and it resurfaces maybe in your thirties, maybe in your forties, maybe in your fifties, maybe after you lose a partner, maybe after you retire. Right. So we have to constantly keep reevaluating our lives at all of these different intervals and being like, Am I happy? Am I doing what I want to do? Am I letting myself play in the world? Like, you know, I think one of my favorite stories in this book is is someone who was just like, I'm going to let myself do whatever I want. If I want to try pottery, Mm. sure. And she's like, I hate pottery. (laughs) Sure. But I want to try Krav Maga. Like, yeah, do it. Do all these things. Like, let yourself play. And one thing that I always do in my own life to, like, get myself in that state is to ask what if. Like, what if mm. I was a dentist? <laughs> I have no dental training, but like, what if I took a flight tonight to Thailand? What if I learned to speak Russian? You know, like you just ask mm. yourself, what if, and let yourself think about all of the possibilities that maybe have not been forefront of your brain because somebody might've told you that it wasn't something that you do or, you know, women don't need self-defense or like whatever crap messaging that we internalize, you know, I think playing what if gets you out of that and into a place of like, yeah, what if, you know? Yeah. 
Definitely. So this definitely goes into um, something that you're passionate about and that you've like noted is why just survive when you can thrive? Yeah, that was powerful for me to, to read that. Why just survive when you can thrive? And I think yeah. you, you're encompassing all of that and just saying, get off of being on survival mode, which is playing safe because survival mode yeah. is playing safe. You don't want to go out of what feels safe because then you're not on survival mode. Right. But thriving, that was like an aha moment for me, like thrive. I didn't see thriving as, as that way and how, how you put it into context. Yeah. Well, I just think like we have so much room as humans for expansion, like expansion of joy, expansion of fun, expansion of play, you know, like for me, travel is like, I love to travel because I love feeling like I don't know what's going to happen in a day. And I love Mm -hmm. that unfamiliar feeling of being in a place that I don't know with people I don't know. You know, for a lot of people, I think that's terrifying. But for me, it's exhilarating because I see it as a place that's full of possibility. Like anything could happen. And I love that feeling. So I just think, you know, you just got to go out there. Life is not long. So if travel is important to you, like you got to go travel and don't listen to people who tell you it's not safe. Don't listen to people who tell you you have to go with someone else. You know, like Mm -hmm. the world is constantly telling us what we should do. And it's all projection (laughs) from their point of view. So it's like, you know, it sucks, (laughs) but you have to just be like, thank you. Thanks for your opinion. I'm not going to hold that. I'm going to be on a mountaintop in Sri Lanka. Follow along on my Instagram. You know, like you have to just be like, "Mm -mm, I'm going to go do it. So (laughs) I I love it. And And I also love that you're passionate about helping women move into travel and traveling alone. So can you give us, you know, now that some things are opening People are now like the, the the airports this summer were just ridiculous. Like they, you, you're sitting in the seat and you're like, do you want to sit really next to me? Because I don't know. Yeah. I'm a little <laughs> suspicious about you, but <laughs> travel totally. is opening up. But I am seeing even more like you look on social media. A lot more women are out there traveling. This is like sister pack traveling is what I see. Like there's so much sisterhood when it comes to traveling. Tell us some some pointers for women who are traveling. Um women who, and the, like the inspiration and just getting out there and, and thriving because <laughs> I, yeah, I love that. Word. Totally. Well, so I think like sometimes you got to see it to, to know you want to do it. Right. So like, that's mm-hmm. why I think more women are traveling now is because more, more women have been traveling in the past five years. Like women actually are the largest demographic and market of travelers. Um, so I think that's really interesting too. Um, but you know, for me, it's like, you've got to get out there and realize that like, it's like you, it's like once you start traveling, you realize it's all a big lie. <laughs> like like you, you're traveling by yourself and you're like, Oh God, I'm going to be so lonely. And then you're like surrounded by people constantly to the point that you're like, wow, I actually would like to be alone a little bit. You know, <laughs> like you, yeah, you get out right, there. Right. So Especially if you go on a tour. Yeah. You go on a tour or, you know, if you're at a hostel, like there's ways to travel for every budget. But you're, the, the biggest myth of traveling solo is that you're going to be alone all the time, and that's not true. So I always tell women to just book the ticket so that you're accountable to it. Figure out the details later, 
Um, but just, you know, be cautious, but not paranoid. And I firmly believe that the world is mostly safe and people are mostly good. And if travel's taught me anything, it's that. It's like I can rely on strangers to be there for me when I need it the most. And that's like a universal belief that I have, you know, and that's what travel has given me. So I just got back from three weeks of traveling Jordan and Egypt. Um, there are other places in the world that it does Love not. It. Yeah, it was so much fun. But there are places in the world like they don't, they don't even, it's not even, no one's acting like there's a pandemic. you know. And, and it's kind of refreshing in some capacities because you're like, oh, okay, like they really don't have high rates and like people aren't as scared as they are in the U.S. And like that feels really good and exciting. Like we can get out and travel again, you know? And I think like here there's just so much judgment that we place on everyone for doing every little thing. Like in the fear of judgment, <laughs> yeah. is what's keeping us home. Cause we're like, Oh, I don't want to look like I'm, I'm a super spreader or like, you know, you can be doing things X, Y, and Z perfectly and people are still going to have opinions on it. So absolutely. You, know, you can travel absolutely. safely. Thousands of people are doing it. You know, the world is reopening. And by and large, like, I still believe that even with the risks of the pandemic, like, travel is so important for your soul, for your identity, and to get you out of your head, like, to see how other people live, to realize that, like, you are not the only one carrying struggles. And maybe your struggles aren't as big as you think they are. And you know, like, mm -hmm. it's just such a good perspective check and it makes us better humans. Yes. So, so I have to ask because, um, some people are judgmental and you kind of brought it when it comes to the, to the travel, but some of it is judging others and being in their pockets, but also judging themselves and thinking that they can't travel, that they can't go somewhere that they can't explore. Can you give us some simple tools in like traveling on a budget, being able to travel, letting go, going out, et cetera. Yeah, totally. I mean, first of all, you have to just understand that like, yes, you can, <laughs> and you, you will likely be safe. Um, but you also, I mean, I don't, you have to travel knowing that like, yes, there are risks. Um, but like, mm -hmm. there are also mm -hmm. risks living at home. And I think if it comes to traveling on a budget, I mean, there's so many ways to do that. Like a couple of years ago, I would have been like, oh, just go couch surfing. But now with the pandemic, I'd say probably not going to have a lot of luck staying in a stranger's house. Um, but hostels yeah. are still still around and thriving. And by the way, they're also in the United States. So like if you're scared to take a big trip, like a, a broad trip mm -hmm. by yourself, start small, like go to a city nearby, you know, that's just further than you would go normally and stay in a hostel for a night by yourself, stay for two nights, like do a walking tour yourself. Um, there's so many ways to see the world, but you know, I think unfortunately what for women, like budget does equal safety in a lot of ways. So like, mm -hmm. don't go on mm -hmm. a trip if you can't afford to take an Uber to get home at night or like, like there are times when I think it's not, you're not ready for it. <laughs> you know, don't put yourself in harm's way because you don't want to spend the money, like save the money and then go out and stay in a hostel or decide what's important to you, how you want to spend your money. Some people it's eating, some people it's museums, some people, you know, some people don't care about any of that. They just want to like sit in a park and watch people. Like there's so many different ways yeah. to experience yeah. a place. Um, so, you know, but 
That being said, with COVID, travel's more expensive right now. It is. Hotels are more expensive. Flights are more expensive. You know, <laughs> like it's it's not disrespectful. Uh, yeah, it's respectful. Totally. It's like you think you could go somewhere before it was like three hundred, four hundred dollars. Now you're like seven, five hundred for the hotel. Oh my god, it cut. I live in Portland, in it cost state. us a thousand dollars to go to Syracuse, New York, round trip from Portland, Oregon. I was like, this is crazy. But the Syracuse, <laughs> no, out of all places. We drove. We turned it into a road trip. So we drove from Portland, Oregon, all the way to upstate New York. And we saw all these national wow. parks and along the way. We got engaged in Yellowstone. Like, we turned it into such an epic oh, adventure. And oh, so, that is so, so cool. Yeah. Thing, like, Dri- driving the, cost, the way. Drive. Yeah, for the cost of us both to fly, for $2,000, we were like, if we're going to spend $2,000, let's at least have some fun with it, right? So I think that's another tip is, like, Find ways you can have fun with the things you have to do anyway, you know, (laughs) like turn it into an adventure. And I think seek that, seek adventure, like wherever you go. Yes. So I I hope those are good tips. (laughs) It was, it was, it definitely was, had me thinking and then also thinking like, damn, a thousand dollars, Portland, Oregon, or Syracuse. I know. (laughs) This is crazy. So Kelly, do you have any other tools or tips for our listeners? Well, um, I run an annual conference all about travel, women's travel, called the Women's Travel Fest. It's happening March 4th through the 6th in Portland, Oregon. So if you're interested in learning more about, you know, solo female travel or traveling in general, Women's Travel Fest is a great option. We have such an awesome community that comes every year. Um, It's been happening for nine years. So it's a pretty rockin' show. And then if you want to go somewhere and you, you're just the hurdle for you is that you don't want to go alone. You know, I take women traveling. I just like I said, I just came off of um, an Egypt trip and I took 10 ladies to Egypt via my company called Damesley. So come on out. There's so many ways to see the world, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be so scary. What weird thing that I, <laughs> that I noticed is um, as I was leaving for my abroad trip this year, it was like kind of terrifying at first. Like, I, I don't know. I had such anxiety and I never really do, but I think it's just like leaving the bubble that you've created in this pandemic, right? Like yeah. leaving my little, yeah. my little, my apartment with my partner. Like for some reason that was so scary to me. Like I was like, I'm going to die. Um, and I did it. <laughs> so I think we're coming out of a very yeah. scary time, um, but we have to yeah. keep doing these things that scare us to show ourselves like we're strong and we're capable and we can do things that are scary. Like we can do hard things like Glennon Doyle always says, you know, like the world is available to us and really whatever you want in your life, you can achieve, you know, you just have to take steps towards it. Love it. Kelly. So where can people find you? I am all over the internet at go Kelly Lewis or at tell her she can't. All right. And where do you, do you have your Instagram? Yeah. Yep. I'm at go Kelly Lewis. All right. You'll find All right, I'm guys. So findable. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm connected to me. 
So guys, you heard it. Just to wrap up, we talked about solo travel with women, women's inspiration, Kelly's story and other women's story on the telling her she can, and she definitely will, and give you two middle fingers up and tell you that she's definitely going to do it. So (laughs) Kelly, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for being here. I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.